Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. You darn totin. Yeah. My, my voice sounds a little scratchy today, but I don't know why. I feel fine. Sounds like you just woke up. This is your just woke up voice. Yeah, but it's 5.20 p.m. and I've been up for like a solid six hours. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I've been up from my second nap for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Proud of you. I have specific sleep needs, okay? We know. We we're aware. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm Kenyon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lucy. Oh, I'm Amanda. Fuck. Fuck it. We've been dealing with some technical difficulties. I'm just going to mm-hmm. reapply my lip gloss yeah, to cope. Supposed to start an hour and a half ago. It's We're fine. doing great. Mm-hmm. We have a very special fan pick this week brought to you by fan picker Sarah Schnabel, Ooh. who wants to shout out their gateway gal and workout buddy, Dana M. Oh, so cute. Gross and, and good for you. And I also, Sarah is a is an instructor, and Dana is in Sarah's class. Cool. They oh, work okay. out together. They're friends now. That's so, fun. That's so, so fun. Sarah's Instagram handle is at Sarah Loves Kickboxing. Wow. So, we have nothing in common. <laughs> God bless. I mean, kickboxing is very cool, and if I was at all fit, I would love to do it. I've been to, like, three classes, and they all kicked my ass the thought of that is giving me heartburn yeah one of zach's very good friends who is lovely and i love her but she made me go to a kickboxing class with her Mm. once so that friendship's over she forced me at gunpoint to go to a Mm -hmm. kickboxing class once i mean there's a reason she was not in our bridal party yeah (laughs) let's just be real about that To be fair, you forced us into hip-hop dance classes in high school. You did. Yeah, but we were young and spry. Virile. That's true. And then we could go across the street for a slice of a New York pizza the size of my fucking face. (laughs) It was so greasy and amazing. So good. And now Mm -hmm. that's like a light rail stop. So that's fun. Yeah, that area has been transformed. Also, once I made Scott go to a Bikram yoga class mm-hmm. with me. <laughs> also, when I was young and spry, and he fully fainted. Oh yeah, it's hot. I in can't there. do it. I yeah. I've had to step out of a couple mm-hmm. different Bikram yoga classes. I loved it for like six months when I was young. Mm-hmm. I a really liked it. A long time ago. Have we yeah. said what the topic is, or just immediately started complaining about exercise? Okay, probably, yeah. So the topic, Sarah has selected the topic of exercise crimes, which obviously got all of us <laughs> you very You surmised triggered. this, I assume, <laughs> listener at home. Immediately just started complaining. I know. I think I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but it felt like that's what happened there. Uh, that's what happened. Okay. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Sarah likes to work out with Dana and kickboxing mm-hmm. and the whole thing, and we they all got up. up in arms about yeah. it. 
It's really triggered. Very triggered. that's the fucking topic. Amanda, what is our (laughs) wine crime pairing? Oh, my God. Well, speaking of exercise, I exercised my diaphragm by vomiting this morning. (laughs) You exorcised. I exorcised. Sometimes being diabetic really sucks. So I'm not drinking today, but... In the spirit of this episode, and probably just blanket trigger warning, obviously exercise can also be connected with like weight loss, and that's not something that we want to be necessarily promoting today. We're just it doesn't you know, have to be. It doesn't We're have just to talking be. about moving your body. Exactly. That's it. It's only one of seven benefits that I will outline in my segment. Great. Okay. I love it. But I found this like horrible article about the best wines to drink if you're trying to lose weight and I Ew. hated it so much that Ooh. I had to include it so this is my wine segment. Unless you're a mom in the 70s, I don't think that Well, drinking this was wine- written in July of 2017. Oh my so, god. So you right. tell well, me. I'll hear it out. I'll hear it out. Basically, it's talking about how, like, if you are counting carbohydrate or calorie intake, a lot of alcoholic beverages can be a no a no go, which is true. But these are some of the quote unquote healthier wines that you can keep incorporated in your repertoire, Mm -hmm. even when you're taking on a new exercise routine. Okay. So if you love red wine, stick to Merlot, Pinot Noir, or Rosé. According to Tanya Zuckerbrot, R.D. I don't know what an R.D. is. <laughs> yeah, what is an um, R.D.? Probably just some sort of like Registered dietitian. Mm-hmm. Nice. They each contain about 88 calories, 3 grams of carbs, and 1 gram of sugar per glass. So they're nice and low carb. Steer clear of Marsala and Sherry. They're like mm. dessert wines. Because mm-hmm. they're going to. Yeah. yeah. Those are no going to. No worries. Those are going to rack those. I do love those. a chicken marsala, though. So good. Mm. Mm. I thought there was masala. No, chicken marsala is with red wine and I'm thinking of tikka masala. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. Okay. Different. Different strokes for different folks. When it comes to white wines, opt for Chardonnay. White Zinfandel or Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. Thank That's why I'm so thin. (laughs) Uh, Zuckerbrot. Fitness is my passion. (laughs) Fitness. I don't know if you could tell, but. I can't keep a straight face. I'm sweating from sitting in a chair. Fitness is my passion. (laughs) Do you remember when we did like approximately half of one ad for pee ball? The best. The best. (laughs) Don't give them a free. A freebie. I don't That's think all this, I'm gonna say. And anything we have to say about that could not even come close to being considered a freebie. <laughs> all I'm gonna say about that. Now defunct business. So Zuckerbrot notes that these picks are all under 85 calories with 2.6 grams of carbs and one gram of sugar per glass. What you definitely need to avoid are sweet dessert wines like Riesling or Moscato. Mm. which can clock in at upwards of 160 calories per glass. I do love a Riesling. I do too. And also, I don't fucking count calories. I only have to count carbs to know how much insulin that I am taking. I don't fucking watch why I eat what I want to eat, and my body does what my body's going to do. 
This says, no matter which varietal you choose to pour, you've got to stick to a five-ounce serving. LOL, K. <laughs> I'm going to Google five, five ounces. Ounce. There's no way. There's no way. It's serving like, it's line. just an inch. It's probably fucking tiny. So as tempting as it is oh, to I fill. Oh, I wrote 50 ounce. Well, yeah, that's more accurate. <laughs> as tempting as it is to fill that giant balloon glass with a little something extra, you should try to stay strapped. The old adage that moderation is key remains true here as well. Zuckerbrot made a perfect point in a recent interview with Women's Health for Women. <laughs> Quote, just treat it like any other indulgence by adding up your calories for the day or week to determine how much wiggle room you have and where wine can fit in. I can't no with thing. your face. With your face while you're reading this. I'm mad about it. I know. We know. How much wiggle room all right, I'm sending a picture of put it in the, the chat. Standard, I am of the and standard the drive four line of wine, and five ounces is like two inches below the standard pour line ish. Yeah, and and she's saying to only have one of those five ounce pours per night. That's like a sip. It's a I, sip. Why even bother? Don't no, it's not don't worth bother. It. Anyway, that's my wine segment. <laughs> We're so angry. I'm so bitter, but my segment is fucking amazing. So Yeah, my case is very great. So I can't wait. It's all going to be good. I promise it'll get better, you guys, listening at home. <laughs> all right, I'm uploading I, it to the drive, so yeah, it'll be on the blog. Kind of ironic that it says on the page that the image source is from Wine Folly. Mm-hmm. I know. You're goddamn right website, it is. Actually, <laughs> Wine Folly is awesome. I'd rather have, okay. like, a decent... Lee-sized glass of wine once a week, then like a sip of wine once a day. Uh, then that's get like blue that's balls just seven torture. days a week. Yeah, that's just mean. <laughs> Not right. a fan. Well, cheers. 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 Oh, this wine serving size chart is deeply depressing. I, I don't like it. The- I only use the less than 10% of people poor. Yeah, that's the standard pour in South Africa. In and like our a generous friendship. pour is like to the rim yeah. with a meniscus. Right. They yeah. are they have a heavy hand. Mm-hmm. And I, I go it. to the curvature and then like a little more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like ten to fi- ten to eleven point five. Yeah. That zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if there's a little bit left over in the bottle, you don't want to waste it. Tap just- her up. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell's my waiter? Anyway, <laughs> Lucy, what is our background? And maybe psych for exercise crimes. I I think I've got some psych in here. Okay. Oh. Okay, so my ironically. My bones are not shaken. Ironically, I was too lazy to get super in-depth with these notes, so my segment is going to be a little bit short, like my patience for exercise. Mm-hmm. Great. And mm-hmm. I will open my first with a first thought because I was watching Squid Game while uh, finalizing don't tell these me notes. Anything. Well, I will tell you that if you have any financial debt in South Korea, I highly recommend you exercise. <laughs> There's okay. some uh, physical activity in I that show. I bet I'll get that once I start watching. It's Squid really Game. good. I've heard it's amazing. I started to watch it and like literally two minutes in, I was like, I can't watch this and eat and play Best Fiends. And mm-hmm. so something's got to give. And it was my choice of entertainment. Mm. Yeah. It, you kind of have to pay attention to it a little bit. But well, yeah, you have to read it's, subtitles. It's worth it. 
No, mm-hmm. that's dubbed over. Well, there's either. Oh, I was yeah, I ew. was doing the subtitles. Dubbing is never good. Yeah. Uh, you get used to the dubbing pretty quickly. So if you're eating or maybe writing your notes for this podcast, I recommend the dubbing. It's a lot easier to follow. Okay. So physical exercise can be split into three different types. We have aerobic exercise, and that's any physical activity that uses large muscle groups and causes the body to use more oxygen than it would while resting with the goal of increasing cardiovascular endurance. So things Mm. like running, cycling, swimming, rowing, tennis, et cetera. Running, shit jumping, that I'm swimming, playing. Mm-hmm. Playing the squid game, the shit that mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not about. Mm-hmm. Then we have anaerobic exercise, which includes strength and resistance training, and that can firm, strengthen, and increase muscle mass as well as improve bone density, balance, and coordination. So this could be squats, weight training, or quick bursts of energy like sprinting. Because if you're sprinting, that's really not going to like do a whole bunch to super work all of those muscle groups because it's so fast. Right. So we would call that anaerobic. I fully do not understand squats. They make your butt big. No, I get the purpose of them. But like physically, when I try to do them. Mm. You tip over. My body doesn't go that way. Yeah. It takes a lot of practice. Okay. Not that I would fucking know. Okay. There's I, like I machines for it at the gym too. Because mm-hmm. squatting is not easy. It's yeah. really not. You know what else is not easy? Bar, like a bar class. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, my God. I did it once. I was on fire for like four days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was not good. Mm-hmm. And the third type is flexibility exercises, which strength and lengthen, strength, wait. Which strengthen stretch, and lengthen? Stretch and lengthen muscle. Nice. <laughs> like your tongue. Stretch them. Activities such as stretching help improve joint flexibility and keep your muscles limber. The mm-hmm. goal is to improve the range of motion, which can reduce the chance of in- an injury. So I'll stretch. Stretching's mm-hmm. important. Yeah, I stretch, but it feels good. literally just so that my back doesn't go out. Right. Yeah, it feels good. I'm stretching right now. Look at me. I, I like got my arm stretch. behind me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Uh, we can classify any type of exercise as either dynamic or static. So dynamic exercises such as steady running tend to produce a lowering of the diastolic blood pressure during exercise due to improved blood flow. So that basically means that your heart refills with blood more easily during this type of exercise. Mm. So diastolic refers to the 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 heart like getting bigger with blood. God, and then okay. con- conversely, static exercise such as weightlifting can cause the systolic pressure to rise significantly, albeit transiently, during the performance of the exercise. So that means that the blood pumps out of the heart more effectively. So like dynamic and static exercises are it, in tandem are really good for your heart functionality. So you got to do both. There's no way to well, know. You don't have to do any of this. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so fitness can be divided into two different categories. We have health-related fitness, so exercise that focuses on cardiovascular endurance, muscle building, flexibility, et cetera, and motor performance fitness, and that's related to specific tasks, so like chin-ups, long jump, 50-yard dash, et cetera. Shot if you're put. If you're an athlete training for a specific event, then you'd be doing that motor performance fitness. Mm-hmm. Whereas if well, you, you just probably go have to for do like both, but yeah, Ugh. it'd be like, well, yeah, if you're, batting. if you're, 
us <laughs> and you want to go for like a 20 minute walk every day. Mm-hmm. Well, 20 uh, we minutes? were ex- a bad example. <laughs> if you're a regular person <laughs> who goes for a 20 minute walk every day just to like stay active, that would just be health related fitness. Who has mm-hmm. the time? Mm-hmm. How am I going to watch Squid Game? Oh, on exactly. my indoor walking device. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My glider. You go on walks. You have a dog. I do. I do go on walks. So but she I- can't even walk for 20 minutes anymore. Yeah. Oh, Cal. She's a, she's 15. She's, she's old. She's an old she's gal. She's fucking over it. She walks like 10 steps and then sniffs things for an hour and then <laughs> regains her composure and then walks 10. It takes an hour to go a block. That <laughs> Josie is six and a half and that is her MO as well. It's Callie's very like charming. Girl's, girl's got a sniff. Yeah. Callie's like Grandma Helen. She's like, totally. I'm waking up again. <laughs> I think she's happier to be alive than my grandmother yeah. ever was, even in my grandmother's prime. Yeah, Callie's happy. <laughs> she's a happy dog, but my God. She's a little tapper. She's so a little exercise, broad. thank God, exercise and physical activity are two different things. Mm. They're oh. not necessarily interchangeable. So okay. according to my lover, Britt, Physical activity is an inclusive term that refers to any expenditure of energy brought about by bodily movement via the skeletal muscles. As such, it includes the complete spectrum of activity from very low resting levels, my favorite, Mm. to maximal exertion. So when I'm sleeping, I'm technically doing physical activity because I'm just existing physically on this tangential plane. plane, Yes. Yep. I thrash around a lot at night. Mm-hmm. I do laundry. You are an active sleeper. I did laundry today. I yeah, exercised. Climb, you climb a lot of stairs. I mm-hmm. climb a lot of stairs. You walk and a I dog. Walk, I walk my dog. I mm-hmm. vacuum. That's ah. all physical activity. There you go. Exercise is a component of physical activity. So the distinguishing characteristic of exercise is that it is a structured activity specifically planned to develop and maintain physical fitness. Mm-hmm. So actually... We all do quite a bit of physical physical activity. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Kenny, Suck on please that. don't text me about mm-hmm. this. He will. I know. Kenny's a freaking gym teacher. My I God, know. I know. That I, family of athletes. How did you? Where? Did, I, why? How? I know they're I all so athletic. It's mm-hmm. kind of disgusting. Uh, it's a cult. <laughs> yeah. The te- okay. the family tennis Are you game safe? like draws blood. I just family read a book. Tennis. Yeah, they all like play like highly competitive no. tennis against each other, and I Mm-mm. just read my book in the corner. Yeah, no, Mm-mm. yeah, they're no. too they're too athletic. Zach is like sickly athletic. I don't like that at all. Yeah, uh, it's repulsive. Okay, I'm feeling very <laughs> blessed for my soft partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we Who both quit drinking beer partners. and then lost like eight thousand fucking pounds overnight. God damn it! And Son I resorbed bitch. every pound of it. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah, it was just like through osmosis. Yeah, you woke up with eight thousand extra pounds. It feels like that <laughs> sometimes. Every morning. Okay. So as much as we don't want to admit it, exercise does have a lot of benefits, not just weight loss. So this is a list from the Mayo Clinic. It can be weight gain. Mm. Yeah. Like targeted weight gain. Yeah. Number one, exercise controls your weight. No shit. Number two, exercise combats health conditions and diseases, including but not limited to stroke, metabolic syndrome, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, depression, anxiety, many types of cancer, arthritis, and falls. 
<laughs> but also, season fall. Exercise. I would never want to avoid that fall. Mm. For a lot of folks with mental illness, exercise alone is not going to cure no. anything. Yeah. I just want I'm to put that I'm not promoting out there. any cures for any of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. None. Just putting that out there. Because yeah. people who are like, have you tried yoga and manuka, yeah. honey? Yeah. It's like, no, it's I like, have tried SSRIs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could exercise a thousand hours a day and I would still need to take my meds for my type one diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't curing anything. It can no. just, it can just help it with help. some things. Mm-hmm. Exercise improves your mood by psych, psych. By stimulating various brain chemicals that may leave you feeling happier, more relaxed, and less anxious. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I prefer to just watch reality TV, but that's Yeah, just me. that definitely improves my mood. Exercise boosts energy by delivering oxygen and nutrients to your tissues and helps your cardiovascular system work more efficiently, as we talked about with the blood pumping. Mm-hmm. It promotes better sleep as long as you don't work out too close to bedtime because then all your juices are flowing. See, that's my problem. As a night owl, I am tired all day until about 7 p.m. And then I wake up. You're and fucked I want, when you have a kid. And I want to yeah, do like everything. Fucked. And then you got, I You got to work some things out. Every night at like... 2 a.m. I'm like, what if I just like did some quick yoga? What if I just like got back into yoga? It's 2 Mm a.m. And then I'm like, maybe I shouldn't because I should go to sleep, whatever. And then I'm then I fall asleep. That's my daily. That's my life. Mm -hmm. I think that um, you could (laughs) maybe use some improvement with that particular (laughs) timetable. I don't know. It was like this in South Africa, and I blamed the time difference. It you worked sure well did. for us when you yeah. were doing this in South Africa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were in our time zone. Mm-hmm. Okay, exercise makes can make you have more sex. So not only does it improve your mood and confidence, but also regular physical activity may enhance arousal for women. And men who exercise regularly are less likely to have problems with erectile dysfunction than men who don't exercise. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And the last benefit listed here is that exercise can be a social activity, but honestly, that's the fucking last thing I want. So I'm just going to skip that. That's not. Yeah, a I in my hate book. that. Uh, I hate that yeah. so much. I if hate I'm, it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Any sort of movement, <laughs> any sort of strenuous activity where someone might be watching me, yeah, is a no from me, dog. There, mm-hmm. I do not. No, I'm not working out. No. I don't care if strangers see me like I used to go to the gym in South Africa because it was like two seconds from our house and lovely. And they also had a smoothie bar and it was great. But, you know, I just didn't interact with anybody. So I don't Mm. care if other people see me, but I don't get people who are like, let's go to this class together. And like, let's even going for like a power walk with people I'm still huffing and puffing. Mm. How am I supposed to have a conversation? Mm. I'm embarrassed. I would would rather just not do any of that. The only physical activity I like to do with other people is like hiking. That's fun for me because we like take photos and we go see fun stuff. But it's also not like fast paced. 
So we're just like chatting and making our way along whatever trails at whatever pace we're going. If it's like a very, very easy trail, then I could do that. But most hiking for me is just all I see is like the ground and I'm trying not to like trip and fall. Twist your ankle. Twist my ankle. Yeah. So literally all I see is like pine needles, rocks, sticks, dirt. Like it's not... I don't get it. The sun's well, you're supposed too to bright. Stop along the way <laughs> to check things out. Yeah, you gotta look where you're stepping <laughs> so you don't fall. I I've never hiked and have no desire to hike with you, so don't worry about okay. it. I will never <laughs> ask you to do that. Good. We know yeah. like each to, other's boundaries. I like to go on long walks with Josie in a cemetery. I'll do mm-hmm. that. That's wonderful. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish Ray would go for a walk with me. Should we get you that stroller we were looking at? Do it. Ray would totally go for a walk with you if you had yeah, like the right harness. Yeah, my rabbits go in a stroller. I There are cat strollers. I think I might get him a cat stroller. That'd be really It's a cute. lot easier than trying to get him to actually walk on a harness. That would be oh, yeah. Pain. No. Well, good luck finding a harness that would fit him, A. A dog he's harness. A, he's yeah, a big puppy man. harness. Yeah, I wish bigger. I had saved Josie's harness when she was a puppy. It would have oh, been that's perfect. that's true. Mm-hmm. Let's have to look in Don't the Don't think section. on the binary like that. Mm-hmm. Species is a fluid concept. You're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the Department of Health and Human Services recommends at least 150 minutes <laughs> of moderate exercise every week or 2.5 episodes of Real Housewives. Another way to think of this is a rewatch of last week's episode, then the new episode, then the watch what happens live with Andy Cohen. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You worked That's out a big that. commitment. Yes, but, but they also the recommend a week, not a doing day, it over God. the course of a week. Yeah. But so if you were that, to bang it all out, then it would be a lot That averages out of, to like 20 minutes-ish a day, which is pretty normal. I just don't understand yes. how people can like have full-time corporate jobs, children, commutes. <laughs> Homes to take care of, whatever, Wake literal mouths to feed. Yeah. And they exercise. It boggles the mind. They wake mm-hmm. up really fucking early. That's yeah. but then but then but then aren't they fucking really tired? I don't get it. I Apparently guess not. Because it increases your energy. Yeah. Ugh. And have sex with Ugh. their spouse. No. Yeah, where's the line? And their hair usually looks good. Yeah. Well, that's just one of the mysteries of the universe. This episode, let me tell (laughs) you. It's a lot of bitching. Mm -hmm. And now I will take you on a journey through the Encyclopedia Britannica article on the history of exercise. Okay. Okay. Hominids have existed on Earth for at least two million years, and the vast majority of that time we spent as hunter-gatherers, so we just naturally got enough exercise to benefit our bodies. The Mm -hmm. way we live in modern times is nothing even close to hunting and gathering. So this fact has profound implications for patterns of disease and for the association between living habits and health. Observation of the few remaining nomadic groups in the world indicate that they are relatively free of chronic diseases and that in comparison to the populations in developed countries, they are leaner, they have a higher level of physical fitness, they eat a very different diet, and have different physical activity patterns. Hmm. So basically, if we just walked around all the time and had to just, like, be more physically active all ran, the time. Ran for, away like, find from predators. Our food. Yeah, if we're on the food chain and we have yeah. to, like, build our own fucking shit. shelters and all kinds Cook of shit. And- Obviously, we'd be in better shape. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Data from the distant past are obviously not available, but it is reasonable to speculate that early humans had considerably higher caloric expenditures per unit of body weight than do modern individuals. Then we move forward to the agricultural period. As civilization developed, nomadic hunting and gathering societies gave way to agricultural ones in which people grew their own food and domesticated animals. This development occurred relatively recently, approximately 10,000 years ago. Although many aspects of life changed during the agricultural period, it is likely that energy demands remained high, with much of the work still done by human power. Mm -hmm. Even in cities, which had evolved by about midway through the agricultural period, individuals expended more calories than do most people today. So well, still I mean, very... Work, like, our work has just become so... Sedimentary sedi or stationary. Sedi sedentary. Sedimentary. Sedimentary. Whatever. It is. I was though. close. Like, like, think about like what jobs used to exist. It was like even for like a factory job, you're like standing mm -hmm. and moving your arms and well, whatever. We'll get and carrying stuff. Mm -hmm. We'll get to it. I'm not even to the industrial period yet. Right. Oof. I know, but people used to like really have to use their bodies all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. All the time. That's why they had to rest on Sundays. They were mm -hmm. like fucking jelly. Yeah. So the industrial period began during the mid-18th century with the development of an efficient steam engine and lasted to the end of World War II, around 1945. Mm. This relatively brief time span was characterized by a major shift in population from farms to cities, with attendant changes in many areas of lifestyle. Even though the internal combustion engine and electrical power were increasingly used to perform work, the great majority of individuals in industrialized societies still face significant energy demands. In cities, relatively more individuals walked to work, climbed stairs, and had more physically demanding jobs than do most people today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the post-World War II period has been a technological age, a period characterized by rapid growth in energy-saving devices. <laughs> Fucking cell phones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> both at home and in the workplace. As an example, longshoremen in the late 1940s worked hard loading and unloading ships. By contrast, most longshoremen in the late 20th century had much lower energy demands from the job because of the containerization of cargo and the mechanization of the loading and unloading process. It's mm -hmm. shit as simple as the invention of plastic on a massive scale to create containers. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, every level of innovation has made us lazier in some way or another. Mm -hmm. Right. Every mm -hmm. single. And I welcome all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, like, exhausting to have to, like, lug around my vacuum cleaner, my, like, mm -hmm. big one. And so I got a small <laughs> vacuum cleaner. For, oh, I have a different vacuum needs. on every floor. <laughs> I need to get one for my upstairs. Mm -hmm. I neglect it because I have a very narrow staircase and it's heavy. Mm -hmm. God, there's so pain. much complaining in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I feel right at home. <laughs> also during this period, the use of labor-saving devices in the home and in yard and garden work became much more widespread. Physical activity became less and less common in industrialized countries, especially among the urban population. Although the level of general physical activity has declined, obviously, most observers feel that there have been an increase in exercise participation in many countries since the late 1960s. So organized activities like 
Jogging, racket sports, cycling, and other active recreational pursuits have become much more common. So in Mm -hmm. this sense, it is simply humankind's returning to the more active lifestyle of its distant ancestors. I would argue science, the more we know about the diseases that plague our Mm -hmm. species, Mm -hmm. we are at least a little bit self-aware enough to understand that not Mm -hmm. exercising is kind of detrimental to our health. (laughs) Right. And we're just living longer. So we have to like Mm -hmm. take care of these fucking crusty vessels. Ugh, my vessel is so crusty, you guys. (laughs) And because, you know, everything in our day-to-day life is so easy, Mm -hmm. recreational exercise is a a leisure activity, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... It's that just, a lot of people can't afford to do because they don't have the time or the resources. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah. it's, a, it's kind of a privilege to be able to Oh, it's absolutely exercise. a privilege to exercise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In modern yeah. society, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is my short and somewhat depressing segment for today. Love. <laughs> you know? It's all good. I feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we hear a quick word from our sponsors? Let's sure. do it. It's 2021, nobody has time for uncomfortable shoes. And that is where Rothy's comes in. Mm -hmm. And nothing says fall like soft, plush, merino wool. Oh, hello. So we already know that Rothy's has like the world's most comfortable flats and they have the Mm -hmm. sneakers, they have the little boots, the cutest stuff ever. But now for the third year in a row, Rothy's is launching an exclusive autumn collection featuring washable, washable merino wool styles. Yes. They are incredibly comfortable. They are cozy. They are 100% machine washable. Plus, They come in a variety of colors, patterns, and styles, just like everything that Rothy's has to offer. We are completely obsessed Mm -hmm. with Rothy's. I have several different pairs of The Point Mm -hmm. in various colors. I wear them every single day. Every day. Uh, And every time I wear them outside of my house, I get a compliment from a stranger on them. I love that. Dental hygienist. Doctor, lady Stranger in the antique on the shop, oh, lady right. on the airplane, <laughs> mm-hmm. like literally constantly getting compliments. I love my Rothy's so much. And good news, Rothy's are shoes for all genders mm-hmm. now. So they are selling men's sneakers and men's driving loafers if you want to get fancy. Yeah, I do. Uh, This line features the same level of craftsmanship that you have come to know and love from Ralphie's. And all of their products are durable, washable, and better for the planet. Plus, they are rigorously tested for a perfect fit, wash after wash. I wash my Ralphie's like... Maybe every week, every two mm-hmm. weeks, I got stinky feet, and they come yeah. out looking brand spanking new. It's they amazing. really do. I love it. So, to help you welcome the fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special, people. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. So, right now, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com forward slash gals. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash gals, G-A-L-S. One more time, head to Rothy's dot com forward slash gals to find your new favorites today and treat your feet. Trade them. 
With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. So skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that is why it is America's number one meal kit. Listen, I am obsessed with HelloFresh. Mm-hmm. I hate leaving my house. Yep. Love that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest, I do not get any joy from cooking. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like planning it out. I, do, I want it to appear and this is the closest thing to just having a, a home-cooked meal appear as you mm-hmm. can get. So some of my favorites are options like the quick and easy meals, the low prep meals, the one pan. They have yes. 10 to 15 minute meals. See, that's the best because when I start to think about cooking, uh-huh. I'm already it's too starving. Late. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late. I'm already so hungry and then I can't make a decision. And right. I open my fridge and there's that beautiful little bag and yeah. it is like ready to go. Everything is beautifully portioned and it's ready. It's ready. And you can just cut down on the time you're spending cooking and cleaning-ish. And you could just give that back to, like, yourself or your family or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, HelloFresh is, like, one of the best values. It's over 30% cheaper than going to the grocery store, especially if you grocery shop like me, where you just wander the aisles like a zombie and put things in your basket and then get Mm -hmm. home and you're like, what did I buy? I don't know. Yeah, the grocery store is dangerous. It's a scary place. And this has pre-portioned ingredients that ensure you won't spend money on excess food while also saving you a shopping trip and cutting down on food waste, which is a huge problem. And I love so many of the meals on HelloFresh. Recently, I made the Southwest Turkey and Cauliflower Rice Bowl. Yes, yum. I'm obsessed with this one because, you know, I've got type 1 diabetes. I like things that are a little more... Low carb, a little more carb smart. This mm-hmm. thing, this meal is only two units of insulin per serving, which I know won't mean a lot to a lot of people, but it means a lot to me. It is so delicious. It comes with this like poblano and smoky red pepper crema that you make. Mm, so it just yeah. makes it so fra- flavorful. It's got like a little kick to it. Fresh cilantro. It is so delicious. I'm in love with it and I'm totally going to recreate it over and over again. Oh, yes. Oh, HelloFresh is so good. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Gals14 and use code Gals14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash Gals14 and use that code Gals14, G-A-L-S-1-4, for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Are we ready for my case? Yes. So I'm going to preface that there are a shit fuck ton of names in this case. God, I hate when this happens. <laughs> but the names I are amazing. never keep it straight. So deal with it. Okay. I'm just I'll not going to ask any questions. I'm just going to make it seem like I'm totally following yeah, this. Yeah. I'm going to do my best. nicknames for them. Like totally. you do. They all have crazy names. So hopefully you'll be able to follow. Okay. In 1992, 32-year-old Daniel Lugo began working at Sun Gym in Miami Lakes, Florida. Daniel Lanugo. Daniel Lanugo. This was like a body hair all over a baby when it's born. Exactly. Also happens if you have a certain nutrient deficiencies, it grows back. Your Mm -hmm. Lanugo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and like extreme anorexia and stuff, you can grow lanugo. I think that's what I meant warm. by extreme nutrient deficiencies. Yeah. Right. yeah, your body's like, what the fuck? You're not eating. We got to keep you warm. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Lugo or Lanugo, whatever, was working at this gym, Sun Sun Gym in Miami Lakes. And it's a bodybuilding establishment mainly. Also, it's the 90s and it's Florida. So Got it. Paints a picture. Lugo, described by one source as a, quote, New York native with a smooth tongue and a disarming smile. Ugh. Ew. Had recently been released from federal prison after serving a 15-month sentence for fraud. I love a smooth-talking federal criminal. Yeah, smooth-talking <laughs> fraudster. Mm. New York native. Yep. Zero percent shocked. Mm-hmm. So these charges had resulted from a scheme by Lugo to pretend to be a representative of a Hong Kong bank that was looking to invest in American small businesses. I think I've watched a TV show about this case. Oh, there's a there's a movie and we will get to it. Okay. Lugo would claim that the bank could provide small business loans, but first needed to collect upfront fees for well, yeah. loan insurance. Duh. Yeah. That's just standard procedure, folks. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Nigerian prince. Right. For loan insurance. Okay. Mm-hmm. He successfully scammed $71,200 from several small businesses before being caught. Dang, that's a lot of money. That's a lot mm-hmm. of money. At Dang. Sun Gym, Smooth Lanugo quickly worked his <laughs> way up to gym manager, but found a life of crime difficult to leave behind and was soon plotting his next scam. Assistant to the gym manager. <laughs> the, gym, the Sun Gym manager. In the words of one Miami New Times reporter, Quote, he also recruited a gang of none-too-bright gym rats. Yes. Led by a sadistic Trinidadian named Noel Adrian Dorbell. 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 So (laughs) Dorbell worked at Sun Gym part-time and was extremely receptive to Lugo's suggestion that they hatch a criminal plot to supplement their income. Right. And the pair soon brought other dudes into their planning. One was Stevenson Pierre. Oh. <laughs> Not to be confused with, with Pierre, Pierre Stevenson. Stevenson. <laughs> the fuck? I love it. <laughs> Who, Lugo, aren't these names crazy already? They're great. Really, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Lugo, Doorbell, and Pierre. So Pierre, who Lugo had recently hired to create a sort of collection agency for overdue gym membership payments. They would literally go rough people up for not paying their gym membership Oh, my God. It's like Dog the Bounty Hunter for Planet Fitness. That's amazing. (laughs) I can picture them so clearly. Yeah. Tanks, like neon-colored tanks. Oh, yeah. Spray tans. Yeah. Bulging muscles, Belgian yeah. waffles. Two Ooh. thick necks. Belgian, Belgian Where waffle. Belgian waffles come into that? Oh, it's Did a song. Did you just say the word? Oh, okay. Okay. It's, like, it's a song by one of Corey's and- old bands. It's a Belgian, Belgian, Belgian muscles. Oh, and then yes, Belgian, super Belgian, popular. Belgian we waffles. Would definitely have gotten that <laughs> reference right away. Got it. Okay. I just said it. Whatever. <laughs> okay. According to a lengthy and over-the-top profile of the group in the New Times, quote, they juiced harder than Mark McGuire, 
pumped iron faster than a Lamborghini Diablo's pistons and made it rain on more strippers than Juicy J at King of Diamonds. I understood all of those words. <laughs> a lot of references that went right over my head. So many juice references. Yeah, yeah. Let two Mark juice McGrath. Mark too Ma- juicy. <laughs> Mark- Who's Mark McGuire? Mark McGuire was one of the like a uh, home run. I am the queen of sports. Uh, this <laughs> case is also from what the late. 90s. Na- late 90s, Mid yeah. 90s. So we're yeah. not going to know any of these fucking references no, Mark unless McGuire we're Kenyan. Was one of, of the home run champions, whatever. It was him and like Sammy Sosa trying to hit like the most home runs of all time, but then they both were caught doing Juicing. a fuck ton of steroids. So, like, did it really count? Anyway, no. the answer is no. That was Mark McGuire. Okay. You don't okay. remember that? I have like a very vivid memory of that. Nope, sure don't. <laughs> okay. But you like exercise was- more than you thought. Yeah. Sports. I think you absorb things through your husband and then think they're your memories. I remember Mark McGuire. <laughs> Osmosis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think he was a ginger. But anyway. So, but it was actually Lugo's personal trainer, Jorge Delgado, who delivered the group's first victim. So Mark Schiller was a wealthy local businessman who owned a restaurant franchise called Schlotsky's Deli. Nice. Which definitely still exists. Yeah. I love a good deli. As well as a lucrative nutritional supplements company. Uh, GNC or whatever it's called. (laughs) GNC. So Delgado's wife had been a longtime employee of Schiller's. And in my opinion, Delgado used his wife's relationship to infiltrate himself into Schiller's deli empire. Mm, okay. okay. He ingratiated himself. Yep. One day, Delgado's wife became emotional at work, describing the financial stress that the couple was living through ever since her husband had quit his job as a car salesman and mm. become a personal trainer. Oh, geez. He doesn't sound Big like risk. a douchebag at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her boss, Mark Schiller, took pity on her and offered to give her husband a job at his company as well to try to ease their financial strain. Got it. Schiller and Delgado soon grew close, close enough that Schiller even came to trust Delgado enough with the alarm code to his home. Oh, bad mm. idea. Why? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give that to you guys. <laughs> yes, no. You However, Schiller did not trust Daniel Lugo because he like knew him from the gym and he was like, no, I don't Uh like that guy. Okay. And on several occasions, he warned Jorge Delgado against spending time with Lugo. Don't be hanging out with that boy. He's Mm -hmm. trouble. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, Schiller's instincts had been right, but it was too late. Mm. Through Delgado, Lugo had already learned of Schiller's deli meat and supplements fortune. (laughs) (laughs) What a combo. Deli meat, supplements, steroids, and (laughs) gym rats. I threw up. Like four hours ago. Yeah. And Jim Tan Laundry. Give me a break. Gym Tan Laundry. It's just a Jersey Shore 
vision board. Incredible. It's bad. So then, in 1994, Delgado claimed that Schiller had cheated him out of $200,000 in a business deal. And this is definitely not true. It was just a justification for targeting Schiller. Because, like, he worked for Schiller and he wasn't anything. So, like, why would he be owed $200,000 in a business deal? He wouldn't be. So Delgado agreed to join Lugo, Dorbell, and Pierre. Dorbell. In a plot to abduct Mark Schiller and force him to sign over his assets and then kill him. Ooh. Oh, my Lord. Okay. So the Sun Jim boys also brought another man in on the plan, Pierre's cousin's boyfriend, Carl Weeks. You don't need, there won't be a quiz, who had recently <laughs> moved to Miami from New York and was living there with Pierre. Over the next few months, the crew made various ill-fated outlandish and ridiculous attempts to kidnap Schiller. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like Michael Malloy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that, but for kidnapping. <laughs> on one occasion, they planned to dress up as ninjas on yep. Halloween night. I've definitely seen like an ID yep. 45 minute special about this. Oh my God. And <laughs> simply <laughs> knock on Schiller's door and grab him when he thought that they were like trick or treaters. Uh, so brilliant. Foolproof. But, <laughs> but shockingly, no this notes. plan never came to fruition. <laughs> No notes. The perfect execution of no notes. There's a bunch of adult sized ninjas trick or treating. Trick or treating. (laughs) On another occasion in early November, so you can tell that they were like, shit, Halloween passed. We didn't do it. (laughs) All right, scrap that. Now what? That was our only idea. (laughs) So Doorbell, Pierre, and Weeks got dressed all in black and donned military camouflage makeup before crawling across the lawn of of Schiller's house, planning to ambush him when he stepped outside for the morning paper. Honey, no. (laughs) So like super early in the morning? Yep. Just no. However, they were spooked by a passing car. You don't say. <laughs> These guys oh are doofuses. Came out of nowhere. <laughs> it's all like in we're in a all, residential neighborhood or something. Like oh. People are commuting to work. <laughs> all in all, the gang made seven Aborted <laughs> kidnapping attempts. Wow. Maybe they should just give it a rest. Yeah, it, seven dollars. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe they just needed some more muscle. Oh, Ooh. muscle milk, if you will. More so, supplements. Mm-hmm. So finally, the group decided to exclude Pierre from their planning because it Bye-bye. seemed like he was coming up with a lot of these ideas. He was blowing it. And they replaced him with a man named Mario Sanchez, who went by the nickname Big Mario. Uh Uh-oh. BM. 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 (laughs) I'm picturing him as like the Kool-Aid man, like busting through a brick wall. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So Big Mario was a former weightlifting instructor at the gym and a licensed private investigator. Therapist. Oh. (laughs) And a licensed. (laughs) 
You just, specializing in couples counseling. Yeah. Can you imagine doing therapy while lifting weights? I mean, I'm sure some couples. I think <laughs> could work. Would could not work. surprise me if some couples did that absolute mm. nonsense. Yeah. I mean, super helpful and healthy <laughs> stuff. Nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Garbage. So Big Mario was also a fast worker. The same afternoon that they recruited him to the group, they finally carried out the ambush on Schiller. In. All right. So, so he was like, I'm in. Time. We're doing it. He's a busy guy. He's a Let's busy Mario. Go. He's a busy Mario. <laughs> so they ambushed Schiller in the parking lot of a Schlotsky's deli. Yes. Stunning him with tasers and throwing him into the back of their van. Wow. Ooh. And now I hope you've all had fun. Because the rest of it is kind of dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, it always is. Figure. <laughs> so they took Schiller in the van to a warehouse that was owned by Delgado. And like, oh, boo-hoo, your stress, your financial stress. You own a warehouse? Fuck yeah. off. Anyway. Sell off some assets. Right. So later that evening, they went back to the deli to retrieve Schiller's car and brought it to the warehouse. Because they didn't want his car to just be like sitting in the parking lot. And people sure. could like point to it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They then forced Schiller to call his wife and tell her to take the children and flee to Colombia. Ugh. Which the she, country? Yeah, the yeah. country, which she did. Yeah. They might have had ties to Colombia because I think his real name, Mark Schiller's full name was Marcelo. Mm. They might, I don't know. I don't know for sure. It's a busy, a lot's happening in this case. I couldn't get into they all of must. it. They must. That's fair. a really random thing to do. Well, Say if. we we will circle back. Some shady shit was going on in okay. Schiller's mm-hmm. business life. So there might be some reasons why mm-hmm. they should go to Columbia and why she got that phone call and was like, okay, instead yeah. of me, if like if I got a phone call like that from my husband, I'd be like, uh, uh What? Can you get Starbucks on the way home? Right. <laughs> you know, like whatever. <laughs> so the wife and kids went to Columbia. Mm-hmm. They also made him call several of his friends and tell them that he had fallen in love with a younger woman and had chosen to run away with her so they Mm. wouldn't ask questions about where he was. Where the wife is, yeah, or where he is, yeah. So over the next several weeks, the gang tortured Schiller Mm -hmm. using sleep deprivation, waterboarding, and burns with cigarette lighters. Ouch. To force him to sign over all of his assets and transfer money that was held in Switzerland and the Cayman Islands into the bank accounts of the kidnappers. Yikes. They also forced him to take out a $2 million life insurance policy on himself, which designated Lugo's ex-wife as the beneficiary. Mm-hmm. So, like, that obviously makes no sense. I don't think that you should just be allowed to designate random people as your beneficiary for life. But then how will I leave everything to my cat? (laughs) (laughs) Don't throw out outlandish shit like that, Kenyon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't you think that there should be some sort of no vetting process? Vetting (laughs) process? Ah! Ah! (laughs) I'm taking out policies on both of you. So when he had been <laughs> bled dry of all of his assets, the gang began plotting his murder because he knew too much. Mm-hmm. They got everything out of him that they could, and he right. was just a liability at that point. Mm-hmm. 
They decided to spend several days forcing Schiller to drink alcohol before putting him behind the wheel of his own car and staging a drunk driving accident. That always works. No one will ever figure that out. Good job. Around 2.30 a.m. on December 15th, Lugo drove the extremely drunk Schiller to a chosen crash site about three blocks from Schlotsky's. He'd been gone for like a month, missing for a month, with doorbell following in a second car. When they arrived at the designated site, they strapped Schiller into the driver's seat of his car and pointed it at a utility pole. However, when the men inspected the wreckage and their staged accident, they found that Schiller was unconscious but still alive. Mm-hmm. So it, like, worked. He was drunk enough that he, like... But it didn't kill him. It didn't kill him. Yeah. So then Lugo doused the car with gasoline and set it on fire, basically just rendering the whole drunk driving... Completely moot. Yeah. Yeah. But remarkably, Schiller awoke just in time and stumbled from the car. Oh. Lugo Dang. and Doorbell then used a second car, a Toyota Camry... Oh. To strike Schiller and pin him against a wall. Ah. But before they could be sure that he was dead, another car began approaching the scene and they fled. So just like a passerby. Oh my like, God, he did he is survive? Michael Malone. Yeah. Malone. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. In shock after his horrific ordeal, Mark Schiller was admitted to the hospital as a John Doe that morning because he was so banged up, I'm banged sure. Banged up and drunk, wasted, yeah. and and had been tortured for a month. Yeah. That he, like, oh my God. didn't know who the fuck he was at first. Oh, Jesus. Poor guy. The Sun Jim gang, meanwhile, after hearing no news of a body being found, began calling area hospitals. So they saw this passing car, and they just, like, got out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. And they were like, maybe he's dead. We don't know fucking know. And then they were like, shit, no body's been found. He probably survived. Then they started calling around hospitals. Wow. When they learned of a man who sounded like Schiller, who was in critical but stable condition at South Miami Hospital, they planned to visit him to finish the job. No. In the hospital. Leave him alone. This happened in Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It the did. fool with the pinning of the truck and everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe they got it from this. I mean, all art is derivative at some mm-hmm. point. That's mm-hmm. true. However, by the time they arrived, Schiller had thankfully been transferred to another hospital location, so they didn't get to him. Good. Eventually, Mark Schiller made a full recovery and joined his wife and kids in Columbia. So he was wow. like, fucking, I'm Bye. out. Bye. Jesus Christ. For reasons that will become clear later, he had his own reasons for not wanting to get the police involved in investigating his own abduction. He's not 100% clean, I'm sure, himself. By this point, Daniel Lugo had moved fully into Mark Schiller's house. Dang. Which was now technically owned by D&J International, the bogus company that he had created along with Jorge Delgado. So D, Daniel, and Daniel J. and Jorge. Jorge. Got it. Wow. Yep. These guys are not that bright. Yep. Creative. In order to assume control of Schiller's assets. So they created this company, they transferred all the shit, and then he fucking was so fucking confident in his fraud that he just moved into his victim's house. Wow. That's ballsy. That's ballsy. All his yeah. clothes and everything, his kids' shit. 
Uh huh. Ugh, that's Ugh. so creepy. He told Schiller's former neighbors that his name was Tom and that he and the other Sun Gym members who were often hanging out at the house were a team of U.S. security forces who okay. had been posted there after Schiller had run into legal trouble and his house had been confiscated by the government. Uh huh. They don't just post people no. at a house to In- party. No. Sure don't. No. But soon enough, not satisfied by the millions in cash and assets that they had successfully stolen from Schiller, the gang began hunting for another victim. Mm -hmm. Because it was so easy the first time. You always get greedy, and then that fucking ruins everything. It was not long before they settled on Frank Griega, a Hungarian immigrant who ran a phone sex empire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like this case is Mad Libs. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Like 90s Florida Mad Libs. Yeah, right? It's so 90s Florida. It's so 90s Florida. <laughs> Doorbell had learned of Griga through an ex-girlfriend who had worked at a strip club along with Griga's girlfriend, Christina Furton. So they were connected by the stripper girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, they were connected. <laughs> yeah. Lugo and Doorbell arranged a meeting with Griga, presenting themselves as businessmen offering investment opportunities. Mm -hmm. Get a new shtick. Yeah. On May 25th, 1995, after several such meetings, Doorbell became frustrated and killed Griga by striking him in the head with a blunt object before strangling him and then injecting him with horse tranquilizer. Okay. Great. Too many supplements. He was cranky. Too many cooks. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. He just lost it and went for it. Yep. (laughs) My God. So they just, they kill. Yeah. Okay. There's no payoff for this specific murder. No payoff because they were still trying to convince him to go along with the fraud. They hadn't gotten any of his assets yet. And he just lost it and killed him. The initial plan had been to kidnap him and bring him to the warehouse in the same way they had done with Schiller, but Doorbell foiled this plan by becoming enraged, fucking roid raged, and killing him too early. Mm. Blowing your lord. So Lugo was holding Christina Furton, Griega's girlfriend, in the apartment at the time. Like, he mm-hmm. had was watching her. After witnessing his partner kill Griega... Lugo injected Christina with the horse tranquilizer and attempted to extract information from her about Griga's finances and the security codes to his home. But, like, either she fucking doesn't know his bank account information. Which she very well may not. I don't know my partners. We've been together for several years now. Yeah, I'd be like, I have to look it up. I don't fucking know it off the top of files at home. I don't even have that. I have right. no idea how to log into Bill's shit like that. Right. It's the, I'm assuming the horse tranquilizer just ma- just like knocked her out. So, it was after they'd already fucked with her, right? Or was well, that the other guy? No, they had killed Griga, and then they were like, shit, we didn't get anything from him yet. Ask, Make his girlfriend tell us his bank information. Mm-hmm. She doesn't fucking know. She's his yeah. girlfriend. She but even the, pur- has- the purpose of the horse tranquilizer was to fuck her up enough that she would tell or what? Yeah, I it was like, I, I, the next line in my notes is, but turns out horse tranquilizer is not truth serum. Yeah. Nor is it fucking safe for human consumption. Mm-hmm. Nor are horse deworming pills. 
<laughs> and after multiple doses, Furton died. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. So now they have Never killed- could have seen that coming. I don't, I just don't yeah. get it. So they tried to kill one person, fully kidnapped him and tortured him, and then they fully murdered two other people with mm-hmm. no payoff for no reason. Yep. The next day, Delgado assisted Lugo and Doorbell in concealing the bodies inside of a couch and a U-Haul box. Mm. They dismembered the bodies using a chainsaw and a hatchet and disposed of them in the Everglades. Ooh. That morning, Griga's housekeeper arrived at work, like totally unaware, to find the couple's dog abandoned and barking. And it had been left alone probably for... At least 24 hours, but maybe the weekend. We're not really sure. Poor buddy. Knowing that it was not like them to leave the dog alone like this, she called friends of the couple. Uh, The friends came over, they searched the home, and then they reported them missing to Miami police. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, from Columbia, Mark Schiller had hired a Miami-based private investigator named Ed Dubois. Yup. <laughs> or if you're in it's rural Pennsylvania, Dubois. Dubois. Yeah, W-E-B, Dubois. Yeah. Um, he really did pronounce his name Dubois, but. Yeah, W-E-B, Dubois did, but yeah. I'm, I'm assuming Ed pronounces it Dubois. It could be Dubois. I don't know. It's Who more knows? film noir. Oh, to pronounce yeah. It a Dubois. private investigator, Dubois. Dubois. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. got to. It's the only way. So He definitely Ed- wore a felt hat, too. A thousand percent. <laughs> I told you the names were just fucking They're bonkers. gold. They're really gold. So he doesn't want to get the police involved, but he's like gone through this ordeal and he's lost millions of dollars and his home. Yeah. So he hires this P.I., and they're probably, like, after him. He can't go back. Right. Yeah. So Dubois went to the police with what he found, but they found his claims outlandish and were extremely skeptical of the whole story. So they were just like, LOL. What? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they thought the entire scenario sounded fishy and even suspected that Schiller may have been a drug dealer concocting an elaborate story to get a rival taken off the streets. Mm-hmm. That would make sense also because he is in Colombia hiding. Mm-hmm. But they soon began to notice common threads between the information that Dubois had brought them on Schiller's kidnappers and some potential suspects in the disappearance of Frank Griga and Christina Furton. Get it. For example. with the red string. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just pairing supplements together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Just follow the trail of steroids. Follow it. (laughs) For example, a friend had spotted Griga's distinctive yellow Lamborghini after his disappearance and decided to follow it. They were driving around their victims. They're dead victims, yellow Lamborghini around Miami. Okay. These guys are fucking dumb. They are, yes, and. Mm-hmm. I can't say. That you wouldn't do it. That I wouldn't do it. I would want to drive it so A bad. yellow Lambo. I would want to drive it so badly that I know I'd make dumb, I'd make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why you can't kill anybody. Exactly. You'd tweet about it. I'd want to tweet about it and like play with their stuff. Mm -hmm. Play with their stuff. You would have gone back for that dog, that's for sure. A thousand percent. You would have moved into the the dog, dumbass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this friend knew that his friend Griga, phone sex empire man, was missing and his girlfriend was missing. And then he sees his car driving around. So he's like, shit, I think that's Griga's car. I'm going to follow it, follows it. 
recognizes the driver as Daniel Lugo. Amazing. And reports it to police. There Lugo's again. <laughs> police reached out to Dubois to formally collaborate with him on the case. And Mark Schiller returned to Miami to tell investigators his story. So he was like, okay, the police believe me now. I'm going to come back and and be protected by police. Right. But after cooperating with investigators to provide information about his own kidnapping, Schiller himself was arrested by federal agents on charges of orchestrating a Medicare billing scheme mm. through his nutritional supplement company. Oops. So this was separate. Separate. But he, like, came back to try to get justice for himself and what he went through. And they were like, um. You're also <laughs> a criminal, though. Yeah. You maybe should have stayed in South America, though. Yeah. Okay. It does. Crime doesn't pay, though. Oh, God. So still, they did take his information. And they were still trying to solve the murders of two people. Right. So police soon obtained warrants to search the houses of Daniel Lugo, Jorge Delgado, and Noel Dorbell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Noel Dorbell. <laughs> Noel Adrian Dorbell. Dorbell. <laughs> Noel A. Dorbell. <laughs> Ring a doorbell. It sounds like that teenage dirtbag song. Um, Her name uh, is Noel. She I was is a doorbell. <laughs> I ring her bell. Ding. <laughs> Okay, got gym class in half an hour. Okay. Ah! <laughs> so by this point, Lugo had fled to the Bahamas along with his current girlfriend and his parents. He was like, oh, he... Bye-bye. But he was arrested in Nassau by a multi-agency task force and brought back to Miami to face charges. Lugo agreed to reveal the hiding place of the bodies of Griga and Furton, like in the Everglades, in exchange for the police, quote, mentioning his helpfulness to a jury, which is oh. like a very weak plea deal. Yeah, like do better. Who's your who's your lawyer? Did yeah. they even have one yeah. at this point? Yeah. Oh my God. So he led them to several submerged barrels containing body parts. That's fucking stupid. You're in the Everglades. Yeah. Don't put them in barrels. It's gonna yeah, get eaten. Let the animals eat them. Right? Which I Stupid. think that's what's going on with Brian. They're Lombry, so by the fucking way. bad at this. I They're know. really bad at this. Yeah. They're bad at it. I fucking hope Brian Laundry is fucking. I think he's balls deep in an alligator. Sounds great. And Love I need it. them to fucking figure it out because I can only take so much dog the bounty hunter in yeah. my social Enough feeds. trying to be relevant. I'm yeah. fucking done. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's in the Appalachians. That's just me. Yeah. Ugh. So. Uh, however, the containers did not, and this is grim. I told you this was going to be grim. I can only think of the container store, so I'm actually in my happy place. Okay. <laughs> so the containers contained body parts of the victims, but they didn't contain the heads, hands, or feet of the so victims. So they couldn't identify them. Making definitive Smart. identification impossible. It's the 90s. DNA isn't as advanced. Mm -hmm. Whatever. So Lugo refused to provide the location of the remaining body parts and ceased cooperating with the police. Got it. So that's also really dumb if you're already that far in. Right. And you're trying mm -hmm. to get kind of like out of some hot Ideal. water. Yeah. yeah. Just stick it out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is a wild twist. And I oh, don't want to minimize the death of this poor, innocent person because like 
she she should be alive. It's mm-hmm. fucked up that they murdered her for money. It's fucked up. But Christina Furton's body was later identified through her breast implants serial number. Yes, I'm I you right love it now. when this happens. It's worth it just for that. And <laughs> yeah, like 100%. I'm in. And the remaining body parts were eventually found thanks to information supplied by an anonymous caller. Mm-hmm. The Sun Jim Gang's trial, which began on February 24th, 1998, was the longest and most expensive criminal trial in the history of Miami-Dade County. Dang. It featured more than 1,200 pieces of physical evidence and more than 100 witnesses were called to the stand. Wow. Numerous members of the Sun Jim Gang were indicted on various charges related to the kidnapping and murders, but... Lugo, Doorbell, and Delgado were the central figures in the case. So there are other people involved in this. We couldn't get to it all. Right. On October 2nd, 1996, Daniel Lugo was indicted on 46 counts and pled guilty to all the charges. Bye-bye. He was sentenced to death for the murders of Griga and Furton and remains on death row. So his whole attempt at a plea deal did not fucking work. Yeah. He's made multiple unsuccessful appeals against his sentence. Mm Mm-hmm. Doorbell was also sentenced to death. Because of changes to the Florida capital punishment laws, his death sentence was overturned in 2017. Mm. He may eventually come before a jury if they decide to seek the death penalty again or if they're just like, okay, life in prison, then he's just got life in prison. Yeah. In return for testifying against his co-conspirators, Delgado was sentenced to two prison terms of five and 15 years. Dang. Which is not that much. Yeah. No, it's not. For what he did. He fucking brought Mark Schiller to them in the first place. Yeah. yeah. But he I think he had way less to do with Griga and Furton. Well, and if you're distant enough from that and you have enough information. Right. Like information mm-hmm. is so fucking valuable in a plea deal. Right. Like if you have a good lawyer, you can right. get out of a lot of tough shit right. with the right info. Mm-hmm. So Ugh. he served only seven years. And Hmm. was released from prison in 2002. Wow. What a bargain. But in 2008, he was arrested again for felony grand theft and received one year probation for walking into a Kmart and attempting to return $7,500 worth of stolen merchandise. Sometimes you just wonder, like, is it just pathological? Like, Mm -hmm. are you just incapable of stopping yourself? What's going on? I think... This guy just feels entitled to scamming people out of money. Yeah. Yeah. Also, is there $7,500 worth of merchandise in, in any an given Kmart? Kmart? I think if you had like two <laughs> flat screen TVs That's true. in There's 1998. Stuff. Yeah. I'll take it. Oh, uh, yeah. maybe. Maybe oh, three but this or was four. 2008. So I don't know. Yeah, like a lot of TVs, probably. Maybe a washing machine. How are you going to steal a bunch of flat screens in the first? You know what? It's not important. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. So in 1999, Schiller, the victim, Mm -hmm. 
pleaded guilty to conspiracy to defraud the government and was sentenced to 46 months in prison and had to pay $14.6 million in restitution. He was so, already tortured for a full fucking month and then, like, yeah. crashed and burned and pinned. I need to know who his lawyer was because they probably fucking should blew have it. stayed in Colombia. No Honestly. shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, you come back to get justice. Yeah. Mm. And you're just getting fucked. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. However, in 2001, a district judge overturned this ruling and ordered Schiller to pay back only $128,597.87. I mean, that's still a lot of money. Another yeah. bargain. Mm-hmm. But he still lost money. It's not like yep. he got any of his stolen money back. I mean, he probably got his house back, but that's yeah. it. Wow. In 1999 and 2000, a journalist named Pete Collins published a three-part series, which he eventually adapted into a book in the Miami in the Miami New Times about the Sun Jim Gang. Mm-hmm. Collins's articles and subsequent book inspired the 2013 Michael Bay film, Pain and Gain, oh, I never starring Mark Wahlberg and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh. I would have no desire to watch that film unless it were for this case. Yeah, oh. and it's true. I'm renting it tonight. Do so it. Mark Schiller has also published two books about his kidnapping titled Pain and Gain, The Untold True Story, and Pain and Gain, How I Survived and Triumphed. Wow. Pain and Gain, How I Beat This Dead Horse Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Pain and Gain, How I Still Owe 100 Plus Grand on mm-hmm. like Federal Fines. Pain and gain should have stayed in Columbia. Oops. (laughs) Perhaps most bizarrely, in 2013, Schiller's private investigator, Ed Dubois, (gasps) released a single called Pain and Gain Retribution Song, and honestly, it kind of slaps, and I'm going to need you both to go listen to it right now. Yes. (laughs) So that is Pain and Gain Retribution Song. Yikes. I loved it. (laughs) <laughs> bodybuilder and private investigator Ed Dubois, who has 14 subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> but it does kind of slap Ed. It's oh, super I like slaps. it. I fucking like it. Awful. Yeah. It's on Spotify. <laughs> and Ed didn't do anything wrong in this case. He just was a private investigator, yep. brought information to the police, did his job. Did his job. Good job, Ed. Good job, Ed. So that is the Sun Jim Gang and my case. Dang. Nice work. <laughs> Thank Wild you. times. Well, Watching pain and gain as soon as possible. Oh, Got yeah. to. Got to. <laughs> Should we take a quick break? Yeah. If you have listened to our show for a while, then you already know that we are completely obsessed with best fiends. Mm-hmm. Um. In our opinion, it is definitely the best match three style game by far. I was never into any other like phone games, especially like matching style phone games. I like didn't get it. Mm -hmm. It seemed like there was just a lot of like hectic things going on or they were all the same, but with just like different colors. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't understand why you're crushing candy. (laughs) But... But with Best Fiends, it's like this great actual puzzle game that mm-hmm. takes like some strategy and it's like always fresh. They're like always updating it. Yeah. It's great. I do play a lot of phone games and Best Fiends is always the first one. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm allowed to play. It's my favorite. And with Best Fiends, you play through an actual storyline that's complete with good guys, the fiends that you collect. They're so cute. And not so good guys, the slugs that you defeat each level. It's amazing. And your fiends start out as these cute little itty bitty baby versions of their future selves. And the more that you play, the more fiends like you collect and join your team and then you level them up. They become more powerful. They all have different abilities that help mm-hmm. you solve the like the puzzles. And then every level gets a little bit harder as you progress through the game. It's super, super fun. And then they also do like seasonal challenges Mm -hmm. or themes that are really fun i love that right now like the whole game is kind of halloween decor right now Mm -hmm. and there's like the slugs will wear like little halloween costumes it's so cute i'm obsessed and not to brag uh i am on level 2153 right now well i'm gonna catch up because i am only and exactly 1000 levels behind you i am Whoa. on 1153 right now let's go so watch out i will be watching my back that's another fun thing about it too you can connect on facebook and then like pass your friends mm-hmm. every time i pass a friend it is the best moment of my day well don't get too used to it cuz i'm going to pass you okay so. All right. Well, download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. It's funny. There are all these gimmicks, I'm using air quotes that you can't see at home, that promise a great night's sleep. And I don't care what kind of toppers there are out there or how heavy a blanket might be, which is lovely. That's great. But it's also kind of like putting lipstick on a pig because if you're sleeping on a terrible mattress, your sleep is going to be terrible no matter what accessories you add on top of your mattress. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. That is why I recommend sleeping on a purple mattress. Tell us more. I am completely obsessed with my purple mattress. Uh, Zach and I just went away for the weekend and it was lovely and we had a great trip. But we were excited to come home to our dog mm-hmm. and our purple mattress mm-hmm. because it is just the best thing ever. Uh, only purple mattresses have the gel flex grid system, mm. which is basically like a super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points and yet doesn't retain heat. Ooh. And when you hear that, you might think like, oh, okay, it's it's like memory foam. But unlike memory foam, which remembers everything. Too much. Too much. Every <laughs> flaked skin cell. <laughs> Thanks to the Gel Flex grid, purple mattresses bounce back as you move and shift. So you never have that like stuck in quicksand feeling that you kind of mm. get with memory foam. It's like, it's so hard to describe because it's like, Soft and plush and, like, gushy, but also, like, really firm and supportive. Mm-hmm. It, it's great. It's, like, supportive for your back and legs. It cushions your shoulders, neck, and hips. So it doesn't really matter how you sleep. I move around a lot while sleeping. You're a thrasher. I'm a thrasher. I am a <laughs> backside stomach sleeper. Anything goes. Mm-hmm. And the purple mattress can keep up with me. So... Try your purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns now, and they've got financing available, too. Oh, I love that. So getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress, like we said. Get a purple mattress. 
Go to purple.com slash gals10 and use code gals10. For a limited time, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash gals10, code gals10, for 10% off any order of $200 or more. One more time, purple.com slash gals10, promo code gals10, terms apply, and treat your sleep. Treat it. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So, I mean... I easily could just say exercise is a crime, and that's my case. Good night and good luck. Special thanks. (laughs) But as I was looking into what I could cover today, my absolute favorite things were the bogus exercise equipments throughout the decades that always promise results but are actually fucking like that jiggly belt. We'll get to the jiggly belt. Yes. So I, I, it makes me wonder if we or like any folks at home have ever purchased any of these. I, there's at least one thing on this list that I do own and I tried to find it <laughs> and I don't know where it is right now. So it's in storage somewhere, but I do own one. Perfect. Here we go. Can we guess which one it is? Sure. (laughs) Since the early 1900s, when electric technology was still a fairly fascinating concept, Mm -hmm. and unhealthy beauty standards for women were becoming even more rampant with the rise of print media, Mm -hmm. personal electrical devices took the world by storm to treat such ailments as hysteria, Mm -hmm. baldness, wandering womb, womb, baldness, (laughs) and of course, Weight loss Mm -hmm. or treating weight gain, I guess. In the 1950s, the Vitamaster vibrating belt machine, photo on the drive, jiggly belt, was an exercise appliance in any middle to upper class household. In the decades to come, even gyms would house a vibrating belt or two. And there are still like vibrating belts, I guess we'll get to, that are on the market even fucking. Yeah, there are like stim machines now. There was one like, by my house mm-hmm. in South Africa, there was like a whole, it was expensive. There was yeah. like a whole fucking thing. And all it was was just like electric stim to Girl, your abs. They don't, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so by the grace of God, writer Sarah Burton of BuzzFeed got her hands on one of these vintage weight loss belt machines in 2016 and gave it a try. And transformed her life. It really did. (laughs) She, like us, and like the exact folks that the ads for the Vitamaster were targeting, loathed exercise and simply didn't have time for it. In her words, quote, as a lazy person, the concept of passive exercise is very attractive to me. Great. (laughs) Hard fucking same. Though these machines went out of fashion in the 70s, thrifters can still find them in working order at vintage stores and on sites like eBay. And Sarah says, quote, that's how I got my stout fucking fingers on the Queen's Aid slimming machine. (laughs) (laughs) She committed to strapping on this device every day for three weeks and recorded her progress. There was none. (laughs) In fact, she gained a pound. (laughs) Though these were the results she was basically expecting, she still was understandably disappointed, and she is far from the first to be bamboozled by promises to vibrate the fat away and tone muscle while you simply sit or stand. Uh, Only, man. I know. She writes, quote, As recently as 2002, marketers were falsely advertising that vibrating belts like Ab Force 
caused weight, la- weight loss and well-defined abdominal muscles. In 2009, the marketers had to pay $7 million for exaggerating fitness claims to consumers. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty big saddleback. As for Sarah, her attempts to repurpose the machine to shake martinis and mix paint were also <laughs> unsuccessful. <laughs> and I believe it has been sold to the next collector or dummy looking to shed a few LBs. <laughs> oh, my God. Mix, mix paint. paint. Mix paint. She's like, it got everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. This next one isn't exactly about exercise, but more to promote bodily rejuvenation or whatever the fuck that is. And, like... I think you could argue when you go to the drive and look at the printed ad for this that weight loss is definitely part of it. So the human obsession with resisting death and aging birthed an absolutely Looney Tunes idea in 1935. The old age rejuvenator centrifuge. Oh my God. It's like centrifuge. But for like multiple people on a rotating, just like wheel of beds. Go find it. It's amazing. Oh my it's on God. The drive. <laughs> Literally this kiss centrifugal. Centrifugal. <laughs> the article announcing this incredible technology hit Science and Mechanics magazine in August of 1935 and reads as follows. Quote, What shall the prophylaxis and therapy be? How can the effects of this force be mitigated? Lying down relieves the daytime direction of fatiguing pull in the case of the well or slightly ill. But something more than this is needed by the badly damaged. We suggest (laughs) periods of centrifugalization, which is not a word. An individual in special need of treatment might rest at night upon a large revolving disc with his head toward the outer rim. The disc should be so beveled as to carry the head at a lower level than the feet. Optimum speed to be determined by laboratory experimentation. So we don't oh, know no. how fast we're going to spin you, but we'll figure oh, it out. This oh my seems God. like it would promote like popped blood vessels oh, in the it's eyeballs. Not, it's not safe. Okay. Such a disc might be large enough to carry 10 or 20 patients. Oh my fucking God. It's like one of those carnival thing. rides. Yeah. You have got Listeners, you have to go to the blog. You have to go to the blog. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I am. My favorite part is the bucket. The bucket's great. I are we going to get to the bucket? No. Or can we talk about it now? There's okay. nothing explained. Really. Okay, in your old timey voice. <laughs> okay, you so do the, it. You do the, it. The bottom of this fucking adver- advertisement. There's like an old lumpy guy, and it says. Old age yielding to gravity, motor and gear drive revolving platform. So it just shows him like slumping. Yeah. Then on the other side, it shows like a brawny, strong barrel chest. Those are the centrifuged patients. Yeah. (laughs) Have action of gravity reversed and youth restored. Mm -hmm. And this is where I'm like, okay, it looks like weight loss because now they're like really buff. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. like more hair? Mm. Maybe. Yeah. I think and then he's my so bald. F- my favorite is in the middle. It's like explaining centrifugal force <laughs> in general. That is right. And it just has a bucket. 
bucket of water on a string. On a string, and it says, <laughs> "Whirling a bucket of water, centrifugal action overcomes gravity, and water does not spill." Which that's proof enough that this will make you younger. <laughs> that's all I need. It's magic. It's magic. <laughs> There's so much, there's so much bullshit in a very small area. It's a lot. This continues on to say this mechanism would facilitate the functions during which the day are inhibited by gravity. Incidentally, certain cardiac and vascular disabilities might be especially helped. The, decom- the decompensated heart with endematous or swollen and varicose extremities might respond well and might well, might. Yeah. Might, might, Mabes. I think Soups, I feel like Mabes. gout, soups, mabes could be helped, or like stretching out your back. Yeah, it might help a few things, but not any of the things that they think it's gonna <laughs> no. help. No, I'm I think obsessed. it'd be good I'm for just, Kenyan's back. It might. There I'm are just, the there illustration. are tables where you hang upside down. Oh yeah, yeah. And Inversion I get tables. One. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pivotal. So I'm not sure how I'm not sure how long spinning the elderly and infirm to rejuvenate them lasted. I would fucking barf everywhere. That's how it would contribute Lose to weight, weight loss. Yeah. That's how you use the bucket. I can't even watch something spinning I know. without feeling and nauseous. And if you spin the bucket of vomit around at a certain yeah. speed, spills. it won't yeah. spill. Amazing. But <laughs> considering I couldn't find any other follow-up articles on this machine, I think it's safe to say it faded out real quick. Or maybe it's it was very built. Expensive built. Yeah. They were still, still trying to get people in on the ground floor. Yeah. And it might was not compelling enough, I guess. <laughs> Another fad that seemed to erupt in the 80s and has actually lingered in some way or another is the sauna suit. And again, Mm -hmm. head to the blog. I have photos for everything. Mm -hmm. Sauna suits are essentially a head-to-toe sealed trash bag looking track suit. Mm -hmm. It heats up by trapping your body's natural heat while you wear it. So I think there are some that you might that might have like a heater but the OG sauna suit is just, it doesn't breathe. And when you do physical activity and it, it, uh, it heats Makes up it on its own. Yeah. That's how wrestlers lose weight real quick. Yeah. Mm. And it, it, it allegedly helps you really sweat out the pounds as well as detoxify your body. Which is not a real thing. It's and the not. only thing you're sweating out is water. 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 Yep. The truth yeah. is it's a scam and it's actually quite dangerous if you do strenuous activity or exercise while wearing one. While it will promote some immediate loss of pounds, that is temporary water weight and will immediately return once you're properly hydrated. Mm-hmm. Quote, according to a 2018 study, exercising in a sauna suit increases physiological strain and induces larger sweat losses. These conditions can lead to dehydration and heat-related illness that can actually be fucking fatal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this next part is from Healthline.com. Quote, there are a number of sauna suits, sh- uh, shirts, and pants still available for sale. Though there's no clinical research to back up their claims, the companies selling these suits suggest benefits such as weight loss and detoxification through sweat. As for detoxification, your kidneys and liver are your body's best and really only detoxifiers. Mm -hmm. Sweating only releases traces of toxins. So like whatever regular shit that would come out in your sweat, your urine, like other kind of Mm -hmm. lymphatic processes... Shit that's, that your liver's going to process anyway. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's already happening. It's just, quote, unquote, happening more because you're sweating more in a really unhealthy way. 
Mm-hmm. Also, weight loss during periods of heavy perspiration is primarily due to fluid loss that should be replenished as you sweat. There are not fat cells in your sweat, period, full stop. They are not there. Mm-hmm. If you're using a sauna suit for rapid weight loss, there are some serious risks. The risks can literally lead to death from electrolyte imbalances, dehydration, myoglobinuria, which is the breakdown of muscle tissue that leads to excess myoglobin in the bloodstream, and it's trying to flush it out through the urine, and this can cause serious kidney injury and kidney failure. I think, isn't that a symptom of ketoacidosis? It can be, yeah. yeah. Like all kinds of shit trying to come out. And yeah. like your, yeah, your body breaking down muscle f- yeah. f- fat because it's not, or muscle, because it's not able to use like fat it's cells It's like the first energy. step in dying. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And related to that breakdown is the extremely serious condition of rhabdomyolysis. Nailed it. Which is when the damaged muscle tissue releases proteins and electrolytes into the blood, which cause heart and kidney damage and failure Mm -hmm. if left untreated. So, like, don't fucking work out in a sauna suit. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. I can't believe they allow. I remember the wrestlers when we were in high school would do that, would Mm -hmm. have, like, several sweatshirts on Mm -hmm. and, like, trash bags and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They shouldn't that's be why doing they were that. walking around with that. Mm-hmm. I should not be fucking doing that oh, to make weight. They had a weigh in like later that day. Yes, yeah, so they wanted I to make weight and lose a couple water pounds. Thought about that. I yeah. just like accepted it as like a reality a that was happening. <laughs> yeah, super dangerous. Ever think about that? That's mm-hmm. so funny. Oh it was my god! Only the dudes with cauliflower ears that latched yeah. on that trend. Yeah. Wow, I can see it yeah. so clearly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, terrible. Don't do it. While we're in the 80s, let's talk about a beloved household item, the Thigh Master. Oh, my grandma had one. That's the one you have, isn't it? Nope, it's not. Oh, my grandma had one. My cousin had one. This was a little before my time. I'm certain there was a Thigh Master somewhere in my family line, Mm -hmm. but I did not personally own one. Suzanne Summers, man. Suzanne Summers, who put on her adorable workout leotard and won our mother's hearts on those incessant infomercials. But does the device even work? Spoiler alert, the fact that I'm even mentioning it in this episode indicates that's a no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How could you do this to us, Suzanne? Yeah. She looks so cute, too. There's a photo of her on the drive in her, like, iconic on her side with the thigh master. She's craft. precious. She's adorable. Wasn't she in Who's the Boss? Uh, I think so. Or one of those, like, she did that, and then she did some 90s. Yeah, what did she do? Look at her hair. I know. That's how I do my hair to work out. Mm -hmm. Step by step, Three's Company. Yes, step Step by by step, step. I watched that. Mm -hmm. I also watched Three's Mm -hmm. Company. Okay. Mm -hmm. She was in a lot of great stuff. The LA Times gave the Thigh Master a scathing review with the verdict to, quote, toss it. (laughs) From the Times, Quote, made popular by sitcom star Suzanne Summers in the late 1980s and early 1990s, the first version of the, this brand's leg press promised to help you squeeze, squeeze your way to shapely hips and thighs. Mm-hmm. A spring-loaded hinge connected the two pieces of metal, of metal tubing forming a V-shape. Users mm-hmm. would place the device between their legs and press together until their knees touched. The thigh master could be used while lying on one side, legs parallel, or sitting up. Does it work? It will help give the appearance of muscles, but not add strength. Personal trainer mm. Justin Price says, 
Quote, with the thigh master, you'll build muscle, but it's not going to be functional in any way. (laughs) (laughs) Except to do more thigh master. Yeah, that's because it works the muscles of the inner thigh in a concentric fashion, meaning it shortens the muscles. A sidestep and squat would work those inner thigh muscles much more effectively. As with the ab devices, Price adds, you can't target one thing in the body because the body works as a whole. It's like you gave all the work to one employee. That employee has a nervous breakdown and the others get lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was like a really good example of, yeah. of like why, why these that little, doesn't work. These I have little a very lazy staff. Yeah. <laughs> if you did it in, in tandem with a bunch of other shit, like, yeah, you might see some inner thigh. Yeah, if you're already working out a bunch and fit. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. It's just, it's nonsense. Yeah, it's also painful. It is. I remember, like, inner thigh bruises. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, if it, like... Or it would, like, if it like spring s- open. Yeah, yes. if it squeezes out too far from your legs and it, like, it's taps. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're trying to submerge a pool noodle and you lose grip on it. It yep. just goes fucking Smacks flying. Smacks you in the face. you in the face. It's yep. like, that's me trying to use a thigh master. It's not yeah. safe. Yes. It's, it's working out with a snake in a can. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's really not good. <laughs> <laughs> just, like... <laughs> oh god so here's the one that I definitely had though I did receive it as a joke along with a snuggy wearable blanket nice. this next bogus device is the shake weight yes okay. I have oh the white god. one my aunt got my cousin a <laughs> shake weight for Christmas one year and we were all there and she didn't realize she didn't get it. And we all were like la- dying, laughing, all the cousins, me and Zach, yep. whatever, and we're just like doing it a bunch. And she did not understand nope. what <laughs> we were doing. It's wild. If you are listening at home and you are unfamiliar with the shake weight, I need you to do some Googling. It is mm-hmm. bonks. So it's a dumbbell in which the weights on either end are attached to the handle by a spring. To use it, one grips it firmly with both hands around the shaft and shakes it up and down towards their face to tone muscles in the chest, arms, and shoulders. It's literally jack off hands as exercise. I'm so glad my. I mean, it's fun. It is fun. I'm glad my studio's in the basement because I'm just jacking off furiously. <laughs> it's very fun. It, yeah, it's it's jack off hands as exercise. I can't believe I didn't invent this myself. I'm like <laughs> shocked. You could have been a millionaire. Multi-millionaire. <laughs> Obviously, this device blew the fuck up because it's hilarious and everyone was making fun of it. And it was the like way- an as seen on TV thing. So like the yes. late night like info. It was, it was huge. It was hugely popular. You could get it at Bed Bath & Beyond because they always have like an Mm -hmm. as seen on TV kiosk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was fucking everywhere. You could not go to the Mall of America. My aunt got it for my cousin. I'm sure. For Christmas. You could not go to the Mall of America without someone screaming at you from a kiosk to Mm -hmm. get the shake weight. Yep. So the weight was ripped to shreds (laughs) on such shows. Oh yeah, you could do it over your head. Oh Yeah. 
on such shows and movies as Saturday Night Live, The Daily Show, Two and a Half Men, oh God. South Park, which there's a South Park episode about the shake weight where, like, at the end, it releases a cooling gel onto your face. <laughs> and, and it has, like, a slot where you can, like, pay it money or, like, give it change or something. Tip it's ridiculous. It. Yeah. Regular show, A Very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas, RuPaul's Drag Race, Deadpool, and even Thor Ragnarok. Oh, very Harold and Kumar 3D, 3D Christmas. Christmas. A, a holiday classic. Uh-huh. <laughs> they also took into the account the needs of the binary women and men using this product. Shake weight for women weighed a manageable two and a half pounds, while shake weight for men was a whopping five pounds. That's mm-hmm. nice. But does it work? <laughs> Consumer Reports did a study to find out. Their findings were that for the chest, shoulder, and triceps, which were the areas the shake weight claimed to target, quote, the shake weights exercises are inferior to conventional exercises that target these individual muscles. For the biceps, the results were similar. Additionally, the report found that the shake weight routines burned fewer calories than walking at three miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so great. <laughs> I was fucking crying while I was writing this. I was like, oh my God. Thank you, Consumer no, Reports. So no, I shouldn't go out and buy one. No, don't rush don't rush to the short. Slow? <laughs> I think so. There's no way to know. It's not quick. I mean, no. It's not running. Like, you should be able. I mean, no, it's a pretty it's a pretty leisurely walk. I can walk a leisurely Walking mile in like 20 minutes. Miles per hour. Oh, so, yeah, okay. That's like taking a 20-minute walk three times. The <laughs> average human walking speed is about three miles per hour. So it's just Perfect. like going around the block. Yeah. And it doesn't say how long you'd have to walk three miles an hour to get the similar results. So I don't know, but it's not... <laughs> It's like you do this, and it's the same as just taking a walk. Well, I'm not going to jack off into my face right. for 20 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you might not. I have. <laughs> Amanda, Amanda averages that, yeah. You know, <laughs> when it tones, it tones. Okay, so this is going to be my last one, and it is hands down my favorite. And another thing that maybe I had or... I just like knew someone who had these. If you graduated from high school anytime around 2005, you definitely knew someone who had mm-hmm. these. And I'm talking about Skechers Shape Ups. Yes. Oh my God. I saw that picture. Fit, I got so flops. excited. Fit, fit flops. flops. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, this was like, these came out in an era that the, the floodgates opened and toning shoes became like- yeah. It was like a shake weight situation. It was just, yep. they were fucking it, everywhere. It was around the time, same time as Heelys. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there were just hideously chunky multi-purpose yes. shoes everywhere. And yep. Heelys are still a thing, but shape-ups, not so much, and we'll get to why. 
So these absurd and not to mention hideous sneakers claimed to lift and tone your butt, legs, thighs, and somehow abs, question marks. <laughs> All while shedding pounds just by walking in these oddly shaped shoes. And yes, there are what photos on the drive. Wrong? Nothing. Three miles an hour. Let's go. <laughs> The sole of the shoe is like a curved platform that forces you to walk in a specific way, allegedly to activate muscles that regular old whack and simply cannot. According to the FTC, Skechers also made outlandish claims about their resistance runners, toners, and tone-ups shoes, all while making a fuck ton of money off of these god-awful products. So this is from FTC.gov. Skechers' unfounded claims went beyond stronger and more toned muscles, which is like vague enough that most of these places right. can get away with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, they know it's a fucking hack, mm-hmm. but you're gonna get stronger and more toned muscles anyway by just walking regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, they there's really, they can easily be like, yeah, it's because yeah. of the shoes. So the company even made claims about weight loss and cardiovascular health, said David Vladek, director of the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection. Quote, the FTC's message for Skechers and other national advisors is to shape up your substantiation <laughs> or tone down your claims. Okay, no! David Vladek. some FTC Walk humor. It <laughs> shape it up or tone it down. That's amazing. <laughs> Two puns in one sentence. I'm shocked <laughs> and oh. amazed. A suit was filed against Skechers and the company had to pay $40 million in settlement claims to consumers of these products. Among what they went down for was a Shape Ups ad telling consumers to, quote, shape up while you walk and, quote, get in shape without setting foot in a gym and claiming that the shoes are designed to promote weight loss and tone muscles. The FTC alleged that Skechers made unsupported claims that Shape Ups would provide more weight loss and more muscle toning and strengthening than regular fitness shoes. Mm-hmm. Also, Shape Ups ads with an endorsement from a chiropractor named Dr. Stephen Gautro. It is, not, it is not hard to find a sketchy chiropractor, oh, let me just tell you. It gets sketchery better. Sketchery. <laughs> he was soups sketchery. It gets better. Who recommended the product based on the results of an independent clinical study, meaning he uh, did it, yeah, that yeah. he conducted and that tested the shoe's benefits compared to those provided by regular fitness shoes. The FTC alleged that this study did not produce the results claimed in the ad and that Skechers failed to disclose that Dr. Gaucho is married to a Skechers marketing executive and that Skechers <laughs> paid Dr. G to conduct the study. <laughs> no! Yeah! Oh, Literally no! married to a Skechers marketing, marketing. executive. <laughs> no! Like, couldn't even have been R&D. Like, marketing. <laughs> to find a anyone else oh my god even if you just get a recommendation from your chiropractor should husband. we start just finding like yes. shitty doctors and chiropractors to recommend our podcast for yes. people's health yes oh my god yes yeah <laughs> yes we should and if you're listening right now and you're a doctor I'm and looking you're a at shitty you. chiropractor i'm looking at you uncle Warren. <laughs> some chiropractors are amazing but uh some I want only quacks, and I some, want you to come forward now. Doozy. I want snake oil salespeople. Yup, to promote our show. <laughs> we are making, oh, we need to make some ads that we can get cheap, like, really late at night airtime to run. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, let's actually play around with this idea because yeah. I think it Podcast could be Podcast listening will give you abs. Yep, it will. Asterisk because you're going to laugh so much. If you also work out and diet. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and this next shape one, ups. Shape Ups ads featuring celebrities including Kim Kardashian and Brooke Burke. Photos on the drive because I also had no idea who Brooke Burke was. And surprise, still don't. I thought Brooke Burke was the lead in uh, or the person in Legally Blonde. Nope. The wife on trial. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, no. I know what you mean, but yeah, no. Okay. Airing during the 2011 Super Bowl, the Kardashian ad showed her dumping her personal trainer for a pair of shape-ups. And the Burke ad told customers that the newest way to burn calories and tone and strengthen muscles was to tie their shape-ups shoelaces. I remember the Brooke Burke ads. Like, looking at the still on the drive, mm-hmm. I remember that so yep. clearly. I don't remember Kim Kardashian, but by 2011, I think I was just, like, not paying attention to this shit anymore. Mm-hmm. But they had a good fucking run. I mean, they were around for, like, five years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And finally, an ad that claimed customers are consumers who wear resistance runner shoes, which is also a Skechers product will increase, quote, muscle activation, whatever the fuck that means, by up to 85% for posture-related muscles. So, like, legs and back. I don't know. What's a posture-related muscle? Any muscle? I don't know. Probably your core. Probably abs. Yeah, probably. But, like, it's so fucking vague. And also 71% for one of the muscles in the buttocks, but not going to tell you which one, I guess. And 68% (laughs) for calf muscles compared to wearing regular running shoes. I'm adding another photo of Kim Kardashian on this ad for Shape Ups. It's so embarrassing. It's so familiar. (laughs) So embarrassing. I love it. So the FTC alleged that inciting the study that claimed to back this up, Skechers cherry-picked results and failed to substantiate its ad claims. Frankly, I could go on for hours and hours about all the bogus exercise and diet shit that I unearthed while writing these notes. What I learned most is that unrealistic beauty and health standards are rampant and fucking dangerous. Mm-hmm. If you are seeing it on a late night TV ad, it's probably bullshit unless mm-hmm. it's an ad for our podcast, in which or case it's fucking amazing. If a girl you <laughs> went to high school with is DMing you on Facebook about, about it. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it boasts basically zero work or change to your routine and it's not an expensive and invasive surgery, it's probably not going to work. Yeah, if it sounds stupid, it probably fucking is. Yeah, so like at the end of the day, whatever your yum, whatever yums your yum is great. I'm not going to yuck it, but also fuck exercise, embrace your bits, and that is my case. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, exercise is probably fine and good. I might go for a walk after this. Yeah, just a regular walk. I'm looking for the updated... Kim Kardashian shape oh. up that you dropped. It's on, the on there. Just, just. I'm uh, refreshing. Refresh. Oh, yep. Okay. Oh, Where there she signed she it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like God. photos of celebrities. Everything is fucking airbrushed and fake. Yep. And she didn't get that body by wearing this ugly shoe. No. 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 She didn't. And also, she's young and she's rich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why she looks like that. She's young Ugh. and she's rich. I it's... like how the ad says, as seen in the big game commercial, because Super Bowl is trademarked. You can't yep. actually legally use that in ads. Without paying for it. Yeah. So you just, the big game commercial? When I worked in a specific food magazine that mm-hmm. I won't name, every February we always ran something the Super Bowl game. related and had to just dance around the word Super Bowl. That's the fucking big hilarious. Game. Yep. The football. The big ball. Yeah. (laughs) 
God bless it. Well, yep. special thanks. This episode was super fucking fun. Yes, so thank you, Sarah Schnabel. Sarah, Sarah Schnabel and to their gateway gal and workout buddy, Dana M. Uh, you have made your choices. Yep. <laughs> And this was definitely really fun. So thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you for this. I I liked it. I also like that this is coming out a week after cheese crimes. <laughs> no complaints there. No. no. We had to balance it out somehow. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers. Hello, Wine and Crime listeners. I know you love the podcast, but have you ever been curious about Amanda's story or wondered why she decided to join her friends and launch Wine and Crime? I'm Christy Peel, founder and CEO of Media Minefield and host of the Flip Your Script podcast. Flip Your Script is a podcast about life's critical turning points and finding motivation from those who found the courage to rewrite their stories. Considering what's going on in the world right now, couldn't we all benefit from hearing inspiring stories about people like Amanda, who found the strength to fight for her next new chapter? On the Flip Your Script podcast, some of the guests you've heard and some have never shared their stories before. You'll hear stories of personal trauma, unexpected circumstances, professional devastation, and even some true crime from the perspective of the survivors. In every episode, you will hear how the guest battled through their no-going-back moments to find meaning and even joy. My hope is that every Flip Your Script story empowers you to believe you are capable of more than you think, to discover motivation, to uncover inspiration, and to find the strength to turn the page. Visit FlipYourScriptPodcast.com today and subscribe to episode alerts so you can be the first to hear from Amanda Jacobson as she shares her story and we dive together into how the Wine and Crime podcast was created.